Hey, Sarah, you're 23. Have you given any thought to what happens when you die? No, right? 100%. Really? So what do you, what's the plan? What's Cremation. Cremation? Yep. Yeah. Why? I just think graveyards are semi, like, full already, and they're kind of a waste of space, and I don't want to go on the ground. Yeah, perfect. That's, yeah. yeah. It's too cold. It's too cold, man. Being buried alive is kind of a weird fear of mine, too, so I don't want to do that. Well, it's, I mean, I don't know if being burned alive is any better than being buried alive, well, but at I, least it's shorter. No, but it would be quicker. <laughs> no, I'm with you 100%. I'm, I'm all in on cremation, too. Uh, I decided that a while ago. Um, but there's another way. i got to find out what this is. Uh, we'll get to more of your calls. Don't worry. If you, if you want to just hang out there, you're welcome to. I'll try and get to as many of your calls as I can later. But first, I gotta, I got to figure this out. It's called aquamation. Like cremation, but with water, or liquid at least. I don't know if it's water. I'm not sure. I don't know how it works. I don't know why it's better than another method. So I'm going to find out and get all the details, and so will you. We're going to chat with Krista Ovenel, a BC-based funeral director and the founder of Death's Apprentice and a member of Aquamation BC Coalition. Krista, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Founder of Death's Apprentice. What are we talking about there? Death's Apprentice Education and Planning. I help people think about, talk about, and plan for one of life's only certainties. And <laughs> like your, like your, uh, your co-host there, she 23. She's like, no, I haven't given that any thought, but she had some pretty good ideas yeah. about what she, what she wanted, right? So we don't do very well in our culture at talking about this stuff. So I'm so delighted you had me on the radio so we could. No, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you're here too. And okay, so we're talking, we're going to talk about aquamation. Now, yeah. uh, to me, I, I, I'm, I'm picturing, um, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman in a barrel of, <laughs> in a, is that what we're talking about here? I mean, what's the process? <clears throat> so we, a lot of people will go with that image. Um, a lot of people are very surprised by the way that I phrase uh, cremation. I always say either flame cremation or water cremation okay. because so many people don't even know that there is any other kind of cremation. No. In a in cremation, when we think of cremation, we think of that big fiery chamber, you know, and and uh, and there's this other much gentler way, which is a water based cremation, and that's alkaline hydrolysis. You called it aquamation. Sometimes it's called bio cremation or resumation. This is kind of like the way we would use the word Kleenex for tissue, gotcha. right? So. Okay. So, so alkaline hydrolysis is the generic term. And what it is, is it's like, uh, it's like your very last spa day, let's say. Okay. So your body would go to, to the cremation, uh, the, the cremation, the crematorium. But instead of a big smokestack, there's a lovely kind of uh, steel tube that you're going to be placed inside. You don't need to be in a casket. You can either be wrapped uh, or you could, you could conceivably even just be dressed in natural fibers and then just placed inside this chamber. It's filled with water and also an alkaline agent. That's usually potassium. That water is gently swirling around you for a, a few hours. And just like in a flame-based cremation where we use the flame to get us just down to our bones. Well, in this case, we use that sort of spa treatment, the water, to rush around us and just get us down to our bones. And there's a few really uh, things that do, that do, in fact, make it better and maybe even more, actually definitely more environmentally sound than flame-based cremation. Okay, so we're 
a skeleton is left? Help me to understand. You said gets us down to our, or is it, what's left at the end of the process? At the end, just like in flame cremation, okay. when you finish with a flame cremation, what you've got is a bunch of bones. We always call that ashes because we we grind them up really small, and that's literally what quote ashes are. Um, just like in water cremation. Hang on a second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's yeah. not actual ashes. Like you clean out no. the fireplace and you get a pile uh-uh. of that those ground up bone. No. Yep. How did I not All know right. that? How did you? Because we don't think about this or talk about this. And that's why I love you so much for being willing <laughs> to do it. Because we need to know this kind of stuff, right? It's actually pretty important to, to learn about this thing that's just part of life. But we never talk about it. And we never learn about it. So yay you for helping people learn wow. about it. <laughs> I'm blown away. I, I, I did yeah. not know that. So this would be the exact same process of basically exactly reducing us to our skeletons and then grinding up the bone. Grinding it up, and you, you probably will get about 30% more. Uh, it's going to be a bit lighter in weight, and it's going to be a bit whiter. Um, and that's just because it hasn't been carbonized, right? Like, think of charcoal. Um, and instead of the charcoaled bones, you've just got this, like, very kind of clean. It's like it's gone through a yeah, wash yeah. cycle or something. Couple of, can I tell you about a couple of the benefits of this water? Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, because you know, besides just being your final spa day, which is a real uh, appeal to me, um, what happens in a flame-based cremation is you get this byproduct of smoke, right? Yes, yeah. And that goes right up the chimney. But think about it. As we're so lucky in Canada, many of us are, are very old when we die, and we might have uh, metal hips or or implants in our teeth, um, or we might have even radioactive implants that have helped treat cancers or things like that. In a flame-based cremation, all of that, along with the body, that smoke just goes up the smokestack. That's actually not very good for our environment. In the water-based cremation, what happens is the water swirls around, and all of those inorganic materials, they're just left behind. They're actually so clean and so pure that theoretically, now it's not, doesn't actually happen, but theoretically, they could be reused. They're, they're just, they're just set aside and you take bones and grind them up and you leave all that other stuff and the metal can be recycled and the, the, the implants are, are left aside and, and dealt with accordingly instead of just going up the chimney. Okay. So the water is reused? The water is uh, is just regular water, like from our municipal tap. Yeah, and then and then we add alkaline hydrolysis. Uh, sorry, we add an alkaline uh, to it, which is usually potassium that swirls around the body for quite a long time, maybe a few hours. Same, it takes actually a few hours in a flame based cremation too. Okay. And then that water, just like there is a byproduct with alkaline hydrolysis, and that's that's water. And so that water, instead of in the the flame-based cremation where the smoke goes up the chimney, the water simply goes down our municipal treatment system. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, hey, Krista, it's not yeah. just water. I mean, come on here. <laughs> it is, it is. It's actually, it's an enriched water. There is no RNA or DNA at that point. And, um, but, and in some places, this doesn't happen here in Canada, but in some places, you could actually even use that water, like, for a forest floor, or things like that because it's like um it's like enriched by that point okay i again i'm I'm defaulting to breaking bad which is wrong and i get it <laughs> but that's not water in <laughs> what's the difference i mean it's you've got a body in that water krista honestly looks, you do it, it looks a lot like a sort of a weak tea and and you know again in flame-based cremation 
what happens is uh, all of that just goes up this chimney and you see it literally coming out like smoke. This is actually kind of even nicer because you don't even see it. It literally just goes down the drain. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. A couple Either other questions. way, you have a body in it. The smoke is the, the, the smoke has the body or yeah. the water has the body. You're absolutely you, right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just what happens. And if you bury someone then you've got the body in the ground. So no matter what, you can't get rid of the body. Matter cannot be created nor destroyed. Gotcha. Yep, absolutely. Okay, (laughs) a couple of things I want to run through. How does it cost in terms of, you know, cremation being cheapest, burial being most expensive? Where does this fit? Yeah, yeah, Um, and that's just not always true, by the way. Um, But it'll it'll fit very close to a a typical cremation cost. Um, Some firms charge a lot for a basic cremation and many firms are still are charging a, a more reasonable rate. So shop around, talk to somebody who knows. Um, you're probably going to spend very similar to what you would spend for a cremation, but cremation is just disposition. So that's not the party afterwards. Yes. That's not printing those little cards. Like that's that that's the cost that you, you that you can kind okay. of control, right? But it'll probably be it's not yet legal in Alberta or BC where I am. But it is legal in Saskatchewan and Ontario and Quebec and Newfoundland and Northwest Territories and 24 American states. So it's coming. Okay. It's coming for sure. And, and most places, you'll, you'll be literally kind of same average price or maybe $50 more or $50 less. Okay. So it's, it's very similar to cremation costs. About the same. Okay. Uh, I was going to mm-hmm. ask you about legalities. The other one I was wondering is, and I don't know if you know, uh, where do the various religions stand on this? I, a lot of what we do around death is based on religion, right? So where do they so weigh right. in on this conversation? You're so right. What a great question. Um, there are a lot of uh, major world religions that, that, that prioritize uh, flame cremation. And for some of those, the you know, there's purification in the flames and things like yeah. that. And so uh, there is no, as far as I'm aware, and I've done a fair bit of research, there's no official sort of statement from the National Buddhist Association or what have you yeah. when it comes to water cremation. But my suspicion is there would probably be a little bit, you know, be regarded with a bit of hmm, kind of factor. Um, I think that the, pe- the people that this most appeals to at the moment are folks, and we have a lot of them in Canada, folks with no really strong uh, religious background um, and folks who are looking for perhaps, a, a, you know, they might have been a bit a bit environmentally focused during their lives and they might want to continue that environmental focus when they die. Um, I know that until very recently, flame-based cremation was something that Catholics would absolutely not contend with. And so, you know, things change over time. And I think because alkaline hydrolysis or aquamation is so new, I think um, eventually it will become a very accepted option. Uh, but for the, for the foreseeable future, it will probably just be something that people need to learn about and, and make, a, make a decision about if it's right for yeah, them. For exactly. me, like I said, spa day, I'm in, you know. <laughs> Krista, it's been a great conversation. And I'll, I, I'm still hung up on the fact that, the ashes that we get after are cremation no. are actually ground up bone. You have me back any time, and we'll talk about death on the radio, my friend. We, you know what, <laughs> Carissa, we will. I promise you that. Well, we I'm definitely delighted. will. I'm Thank delighted. you. Thanks a million. Bye bye. Thanks so much. That's Krista Ovenel.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.